Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. It's May 22nd, which means you have nine days left to enter the dugout mug contest. Win a dugout mug for your dad. All you got to do is send an email to astrosbaseballpodcast at gmail.com and somewhere in that email, put the word dad. So we're here to talk about games three and four of the Astros and Rangers Lone Star Series. Joining me today is Third Coast Tom. Tom, welcome, buddy. Good afternoon, Rob. How you doing? Good. So, I'm, well, I'm very good now. You know, we won both games uh, this weekend. But, guys, do you remember me telling you that I had an announcement to make? Well, we had two. And one I'm going to tell you later, and that's going to happen pretty soon. But one of them I want to tell you right now. Third Coast Tom is now officially a co-host here on Astros Baseball Podcast. Tom, welcome, buddy. I appreciate you accepting the uh, invitation to be my co-host. Thanks so much, Rob. I really appreciate it. Uh, I loved, you know, being able to come in on a part-time basis and kind of do some stuff. So I'm glad to be doing it full-time. You are exactly what I'm looking for, buddy, and a co-host to help me get this thing going. Because things are going up. No, nowhere but up, buddy. It's <laughs> awesome. All right. So two things that I want to touch on from the last episode. I did see the HEB commercial with the no parking. That's what I'm going to call it. I guess where uh, Bregman was waiting for his groceries and Pena and Altuve parked in the parked in a spot. And also, buddy, those camo hats. We did the fair foul with camo. And we both love camo, but I agree with you. Those hats are totally foul. There's something about the lime olive drab thing they got going on. I don't love it. Now, the socks, though, I would definitely get the socks. Uh, the ones Tuve had on today, I liked them a lot. Uh, I, I definitely uh, I definitely hope they do more Pena, Bregman, Tuve commercials, too. I think both of those are great. Do they have a different logo on their batting helmet? Is it like a camouflage behind the H? Because it looks did. different to me. It is, right? They did. They did. I thought that was pretty sharp, too. Oh, it looks uh, nice. Yeah. I think Bre uh, Brantley had camouflage shoes that were pretty sharp as well. Awesome. All right. So we already talked about the first two games, which we split. And we're today we're going to talk about games three and four. 
First of all, we'll talk about Saturday. It's JV Day. Uh, let's get to the game, folks. Top of the first. There was two on with one out. Garcia had a uh, single to right field. And then Kyle Tucker made this amazing throw to home to get the guy out at home and keep the score at zero to zero. What do you think about that amazing throw by Kyle Tucker, buddy? I mean, he's been doing it all season long. I'm really going to be disappointed if he doesn't end the season with some hardware. I think he's due for a gold glove. He seems like every time out we get a great uh, Tucker diving catch or throw. Uh, I think his arm is really underrated. People keep trying him. He keeps throwing them out. I believe that play was initially called safe, but that they reviewed it and got it right. So loved it. It was a great start to the game, you know, to get uh, Verlander out of some trouble. Yeah, there were still two outs after that, but uh, Calhoun came up. Still, still two runners on second and third, and he struck out Calhoun. So that's very, very good. Bottom of the first, Jose Siri, who led off because Altuve had the day off. He got a single, stole second. Then Brantley walked. We got two on. Alex Bregman, who's been getting a lot of slander lately, buddy, struck out. And then Jordan Alvarez with an RBI single, and the Astros go up one to zero. Here's another hero of the game. Bottom of the fifth, Jason Castro with a double. And then with two outs, he scores on a wild pitch. And, buddy, what do you think about that slide? I don't, I don't know if people gave him enough credit on social media. That was a beautiful slide. I mean, considering he's not a young guy anymore, I, I thought it was, it was really, you know, really well done. Uh, I think it was exactly what the Strohs needed. You know, they were struggling to get some offense going. So for him to actually get out there and, and you know, make it happen was awesome. So the Astros up two to zero. Next inning, Alvarez comes up and hits a leadoff triple. For sure, we're getting a run, right, buddy? <laughs> 90-something percent of the time, probably. If, if, what if you're in Vegas and they're like, hey, you want to bet 100 bucks that uh, he's going to score? I would have bet 99 out of 100 times. And this time around, what would happen? I would have lost. <laughs> All right, so Verlander pitched six innings, only gave up six hits and no runs, no walks, and eight strikeouts. And he, his ERA is in a very, very impressive 1.22. And I think they had mentioned on the broadcast that he gave up at least a hit in five of the six innings that he pitched. Overall, he did great. Gave him his team a chance to win up two to zero. Uh, Mayton takes over in the seventh. He gives up a leadoff double, but he was able to uh, keep the Rangers off the board. And then top of the eighth, Neris gave up a one-out double to uh, Seager. And then Garcia, he's an Astro killer. I can't. If you only watched, it, it, maybe made me word it this way: If the Rangers only played the Astros, Garcia would be the highest paid baseball player in the world. <laughs> this guy's so good against us. Well, I mean, he does most of his damage in Arlington, but yeah, yeah. There's something about when he sees the, the, you know, the dark blue or the, the orange or whatever it is, he hits them so much better than he does anyone else. Yeah. When, when you know, we play him and he comes up to bat and it's like, he's hitting 178 and you're like, what? This is the best player on their team. But anyway, he gets an RBI single. It's two to one. And then he advanced on a balk, but I believe this was very dumb. He got caught stealing third with Calhoun up, who ended up striking out. So it seems like we got two outs at once there. Very dumb. I think that was a very dumb choice, stealing third with his team down two to one. What do you think about that? 
I mean, it's that that old adage, right? You know, the the the, the player makes an amazing play on offense and turns around and does it on the defensive end too. It happens in all this in all the sports, whether it's basketball or football or whatever. Or, or I'm sorry, not football, but you see it a lot in basketball. But it was just it was so critical that he was able to make that play because it probably saved another run. So to keep them in the lead, to give Verlander the chance to win, it was huge that Castro did what he did. Yeah, I forgot to give Castro credit for that. So you have uh, that leadoff double and the beautiful slide, and you add gunning down the runner at third. Great game by Castro, who I think is the MVP of the game, or at least one of them. Yeah, yeah, same same for me. I mean, I feel like Verlander is the obvious choice anytime he pitches. We're, we're so accustomed to him being great. But when you get, you know, big contributions from somebody you're not expecting from like Castro uh, with his defense or his offense, for that matter, you you, you got to recognize that a little bit. And then top of the ninth, Presley comes in, he gets a two out single, gives up a two out single and he strikes out Huff and the Astros win two to one. Not a lot of scoring, but you don't really need a lot of scoring when you have Justin Verlander, Jordan Alvarez, who was another nominee for player of the game, two for four with an RBI and a triple. And uh, one reason we didn't score much runs is Alex Bregman, Yuli Gurriel, Tucker, and Diaz combined for zero hits. The Astros, one for 10. That's a lot of runners in scoring position. And one for 10, and I believe that was Alvarez? Absolutely. It's crazy, like, when you think about it, you know, like, we're really, really fortunate. A lot of teams, that's probably a loss yesterday or, you know, given the, given the circumstances, but they're, they were able to, you know, win these close ball games. Yep. We, the Astros only had uh, six hits yesterday, two runs, and that was Justin Verlander's third straight scoreless start. So what a pleasure it is to have what I call a true ace on your, on your squad. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about today's game. We got Jose Urquidy, and I guess people must have been bad-mouthing him on Twitter before the game because I posted, uh, you know, because we're at home, I posted how well he's been doing at home, and then some. And I guess somebody thought I was defending him. You know, are you defending him because of what people are saying? I said, nah, I'm just trying to share information. But apparently people are talking bad about Urquidy, but he pitched good today. Uh, Altuve fresh off the day off lead off home run home run number nine and he's one of the leaders all time for the Astros with the lead off home runs yeah I really feel like Urquidy is like you know he's been unfortunate you know he's pitched like I think five of his seven starts been on the road he's a really good pitcher inside Minute Maid Park not so much on the road so uh, definitely good to get him some home cooking Uh, he was really really amazing today yeah, that's another thing I noticed that it, it was five out of seven games on the road. And I think another thing it was, I think four of the seven games, he gave up less than two, you know, two or less runs. And he only got blown up on three, but a couple of, he gave up four in one game and he gave up six in each of the other two games. And I think that's what hurts his ERA, but he was three and one. So I guess today he's probably four and one. Um, Bregman who's been getting slander. He had an RBI double. He brought in Altuve in the third inning, uh, two to zero Astros gave up a uh, solo home run to Garver, which made it two to one. Uh, Texas had two on with one out after that home run. I said after the bunt that they have Urquidy on the ropes, but he got out of it. 
How big was that inning to get out of that after that uh, bunt to beat the shift? It was really huge. You could tell, like, I think the, the inning prior that was a little longer. Uh, the Astros had some, some, some guys on base or maybe just longer at bats. But he start, I noticed that he started off the, that inning with, like, a real lazy uh, off-speed pitch. I don't know if it was a curveball or what, but it just stayed really high. And he just never got his bearings right. So then, you know, he got knocked around a little bit, and he had some traffic, then the bunt, and then, you know, they had a, a, a mound visit, and that kind of straightened him up, and then he was able to get out of the inning. In the bottom of the fifth, the Astros added a couple of runs. Jordan had an RBI double, brought in Alex Bregman. Three to one, and Yuli Guriel uh, had an RBI double and brought in Jordan, made it four to one. Bottom of the eighth, Pena had an RBI single, tried to stretch it out to a double, but got tagged out. Tucker came in to score and made it five to one. And then the top of the ninth, things got interesting, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like it was it was that extra that extra run. I think had a lot to do with it. You know, it was a safe situation before they scored the extra run. And I think they had Presley up with the intentions of bringing him in. Once that no longer became a safe situation, then they got Blake Taylor up and then Blake Taylor got in some trouble and it was just a mess after that. Yeah. Taylor gave up a single to Calhoun. Then he hit Garver. There was two on with no outs and we're in trouble. And this guy's only thrown three pitches, but then he gets low to strike out. That was pretty good. And I don't know, were you surprised that they took him out after that strikeout? I mean, I was because it was like, all right, he, he got himself together. He overpowered uh, low to get the K. You know, he's, he's relatively fresh. I don't think he threw like 10 pitches or something like that. Plus the rule with closers normally, you want to give him a clean inning. You don't want to have many base runners or anything like that to close out a game. So I was like, eh, I didn't love the idea of bringing Presley with a mess already. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, I'm bad mouthing the guy for getting two guys on with three pitches, but after the strikeout, just let him let him pitch to one more guy. Because, like you said, Presley got up, got ready. Okay, you're not going in, and then you know things change. Okay, this now you're going in. I mean, maybe mentally they're ready for them to come in, but like you said, closers they're used to coming in with the clean inning. And he gives up a single right out of the bay, right out of the bat, and uh, right off the bat. That's the word I'm looking for. He gave up a single, and the bases were loaded, so we're in trouble. It's five to one. Bases are loaded. The tying runs at the plate. Uh, Miller had an RBI single that made a five to two, and then uh, double play. Hit it to second base. Throw it to the shortstop. Double play. Game over. Five to two. Astros win how scared were you buddy I'm not gonna lie you know they loaded it up and I was just like all right here we go you know I, I felt like it was coming around back around to the top of the, the lineup I can't remember exactly where they were but it just it just didn't look good and uh you you never want to see like like the closer labor like that so it was good that he got the double play got out of it I think he pitched three of the four games so I felt like he was up against his limit too yeah I'm over here writing the notes for the podcast and i'm like uh oh i might need more paper to squeeze these notes in here <laughs> I, I mean I, I thought the game was over and then taylor got you know let those two guys on i was like oh no this is getting crazy but what a what a great awesome double play to 
to win the series for us, uh, three games to one. Arkeedy, six and two-thirds innings. He almost made it. He went out with two guys on, and uh, we got out of that jam. Six hits and one run, one walk, and ten. Did you realize he had ten strikeouts? Yeah, yeah. As I was watching, I was just like, man, it was it was so awesome, you know, how, how many strikeouts he got early. And then when he got into a little bit of trouble, then it was more like he pitched to contact a little bit. But he had 20 swing and misses today, whereas he had like 23 in the last three games combined. Montero and Stanek combined for an inning and a third. They didn't give up any runs. Presley, two-thirds of an inning, two hits. And because of all the traffic on the base, on the bases, uh, he actually got a save out of this. Uh, hitting Altuve two for four. Brantley with his hit, he extended his hitting streak to 11 games, which is pretty amazing. And he's not even hitting 300 yet, but he's getting closer. <laughs> Pena two for four. The Astros five runs on eight hits. That's very, very efficient. And they are now up. They are 27 to 15, six and four in their last 10. Two game winning streak, 47 plus 47 run differential. Next up, the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens with that series. I'm actually, I think I'm going to the Wednesday game. Uh, the Guardians have, are coming in, you know, haven't play, recently played some good baseball, so should be a good series. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. You, know, I haven't seen the Guardians play. I mean, they have the same, they have the same exact uniforms. It just says different, it says a different word on the front, but same font and everything. But I'm uh, pretty excited to play them just because of the name change. That's kind of funny, but. Uh, pitching for us is Luis Garcia, three and two, three thirty-five ERA. That'll be our Monday starter. The Guardians have yet to announce their starting; they're to be determined on all three games. Uh, Tuesday, back to Framber Valdez, who pitched great last time out. He's three and two with a two sixty-eight ERA. And the game you're going to, Christian Javier—that's pretty exciting. He's two and two with a two eighty-seven ERA. And the Astros are off. Thursday. How excited are you? If you could pick which one of those three guys start the game on Wednesday, just solely for your entertainment, when you go to the game, who would, who do you want to see? Oh, out of those three guys that are already named starters, it'd be Framber. Framber is just, he's just so electric, you know, especially at home. I feel like he pitches better. I think they all, you know, generate more energy off the crowd at home than they do on the road. Javier, I think, is going to be a fun game, though, because when he gets it going, you know, he throws some really, really, you know, video game type uh, off-speed pitches. Yeah, I, I think I would go with Framber as well. He's always fun to watch. So, speaking of fun, I didn't even mean to do that segue, but speaking of fun, you ready to do some fair or foul, buddy? We got five today. Let's do it. All right, number one, if you guys are keeping up with current events, Josh Donaldson was being racist. Fair or foul? I think it's foul. I, I don't. I don't feel like so. To to give some backstory on that, uh, Tim Anderson did like a Sports uh, Illustrated interview a year or two years ago where he referred to himself as the next Jackie Robinson. You know that 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 combination of speed and power. You know he, he saw himself as that. So the big to do with what's going on with Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson is supposedly. Josh Donaldson referred to Tim Anderson as Jackie, uh, kind of like a shot at him because he's not really playing that well. And uh, he took offense to it and claimed it was a racist remark because that's, I guess, what he felt. But for, for me, I, I, you can't, if, if 
Tim Anderson wouldn't have came out and said that about himself already in an interview. Totally agree with him. But the fact that he already kind of, you know, called himself out, you know, you can't get Josh Donaldson too much for saying the same thing. I think sometimes people may get upset if we get a little political on the podcast, but I think so. I think it's foul also, buddy. If you said foul, it sounds like you're you're foul on the subject. Absolutely. And it's because of that. It's because he called himself Jackie and that guy just took a shot at him. I don't know what their history is with each other. And I don't know why uh, he thinks that he called him that because he's, you know, because it's a racist comment. I mean, what is it about Josh Donaldson past that people would believe that? Because there were some people on, you know, on social media, and I always bring it up on here, like, if you're defending Josh Donaldson, then, you know, you're probably a racist too. But I don't know. I mean, if you call yourself Jackie Robinson and you're playing bad and someone calls you Jackie, just take it as that. Don't try to don't don't try to divide the world, folks. Just take it that he called you Jackie because you said you were Jackie Robinson. Yeah, so two I mean, fouls. They, absolutely. I feel like if they wanted to duke it out, they should have just duked it out in the parking lot and just been done with it. Yeah, they should have like you know how they have that celebrity boxing. Remember Screech fought somebody in the. I don't know who he fought, but let him fight it out. Put big gloves on and fight it out in the off season. There you go. I, I'm going to see it. I'm going to have the research Josh Donaldson. He must be a Republican. I don't know why. I don't know why he said that. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, I need to do my research. Maybe I might change my mind, but I don't know. I mean, if I called myself the next Howard Cosell and I messed up and you call me Howard, I wouldn't get mad. But anyway, all right. Any, if you're old enough to know who that is. Not you, but some people listening. Uh, number two, if you watch the broadcast on Sunday today, fair foul, teaching fans to keep score during the broadcast. I think it's fair. I, I think it's really cool. I mean, I don't know if the younger generation is going to, you know, like be about it, but I think it's cool that you know how, you know, I think that's something that I didn't know growing up or whatever. I had to learn it. Um, so the fact that they're, you know, taking the time to like teach, you know, you know the fans, casual fan of part of the game i just like i said i don't know if the younger generation is gonna be about it because it's a lot of work oh yeah buddy i i watch games sometimes sometimes i'm like all right i'm gonna take score today and it's a lot of work and so that's why i just do the astros so i mean man you just barely have time to do anything you got to keep up with things and i like how he said that one guy uh ww wasn't watching because i got i get a lot of those and i try to take score at home and i would definitely I don't know how people can do it. Take score at the game. I couldn't do it. I'm there to visit with my friends too. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is like, look for my pen and, and, you know, my book or whatever, my sheet, you know, instead of watching the game and miss a play. Yeah. I mean, like I, I would take my wife and I couldn't even visit with her. Cause I'd be so like, they take score right there in front of you on the big screen. It, it has it all. You don't need to do it at the game. All right. Speaking of the game, I had to ask you for this lady's name. Kaylee Griffin's voice, fair or foul? So I'm a fan. Uh, she's a sideline reporter for the Houston Rockets. Uh, so I, I was familiar with her before she started doing some of the Astro stuff. So I think it's fair. Uh, I think she does a really good job. But I may be in the minority on that. I don't know. I don't watch basketball, so it's annoying to me. I say foul. I don't like her <laughs> voice. I can't describe it. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. 
I was trying to describe to my wife why I didn't like it. And I couldn't figure out how to describe it. I just do not like the sound of it. So that is foul. And I don't know if I answered number two, but I say fair. I thought it was cool that they showed. And you know what I found interesting? And this is what I was going to tweet about, but I didn't. But they both take scores different. They both write different things down because they have different jobs. So what I wanted to, to tweet out if they were paying attention is there's no wrong way to take score. You're the one that has to read it. You're the one that has to know what's going on. There's no, I mean, there's ways to do it, and but there's no wrong way. Yeah, I think they're referring to like their different shorthand, you know, how they talk about like a double player, triple player, something like that. Yeah. But uh, I totally agree. I'm the backwards K. I don't, I'm and dots for uh, RBIs and I, I highlight when someone scores a run. So that's what I do. All right, number four, since we're playing them next, I figured I'd do a fair foul about them. Cleveland Guardians is a better name than the Washington Commanders. Fair foul. So I think it's fair. Uh, I feel like the, the Guardians name has more to do with the city, you know, as more like for them to they like be tied to. So for those that don't know, the Guardians are like a two pair, or it's like a pair of statues, I'm sorry, that are like, mounted on either side of the bridge going into Cleveland, I guess. And, uh, it, you know, a lot of Cleveland people, I have a real good friend, you know, they, that, that symbolizes something for them. They know of those, those, that's those two statues where the commanders, uh, it's more or less, you know, like, Hey, we're the nation's capital. The president lives here. We're, you know, the commanders here, here, whatever. I, I, I just like the guardians better. I say fair as well. I think it, when they, you know, as an outsider, when they said, here's the name, it's the Guardians, you're like, that's stupid. But then when you see the video, when you hear the story of the bridge and, you know, the, uh, I don't even know what they're called. They're like, what, 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 what's the, what is that thing called? Um, they're like on, like on uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, the. Like a the, gargoyle. Gargoyle. Or gargoyle. Like are they gargoyles or are they Indians? I, I can't remember what the statues are. Yeah, see, I don't know that either. I really got to do my homework on it. I just know that it's a thing, whereas, like, the Guardians just are kind of like a whatever, yeah. you know? Or, like, I'm sorry, the Commanders. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, I got you. But, but the statues do have that, the little wings that's on, the, on their logo. So I know that for sure. Mm -hmm. But I say fair, man. I think that's cool. I think the Washington football team should have kept the name Washington football team because it, it, it made them different. And I liked it. Yeah, you right. me too. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the commanders, I, we got to get used to it. I don't know, but <laughs> so many more, so many better names. I mean, the Washington Capitals is a better name. They could have been the Bullets, but not these, this day and age. Um, I don't know. I saw a uh, – do you, you ever see that guy on TikTok that does the history of football helmets? No, I guess I got to go check that oh, out. Oh, dude, so interesting. They did the Redskins the other day. They yesterday they did the Chargers. It's really cool. It's just some guy that looks like he should be doing sports casting about football on TV. But look it up, sport, uh, football helmets on TikTok. De definitely will do. All right, final one. This is uh, Tom's third coast. Tom, uh, fried pickles in spear form. Fair or foul? For me, it's a hundred percent foul. I think it's the worst thing ever. I don't know what it is. Uh, so for, for me, I, I mean, every, every restaurant's different, right? But Pluckers, Pluckers has amazing food. 
Uh, I go there for just about everything but fried pickles. And it bothers me because I love fried pickles, but they have them in spear form. And I've just never, one, the flavor is horrible compared to like the, the chips. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a dill versus some other kind of pickle. And then two, you bite into that thing, guaranteed, you're just going to have a mouthful of lava because it's just like so hot because it's like, you know, the, the, the oil or whatever is still like trapped inside the pickle. So I burnt myself a couple of times and just realized I'm never going to do it again. The first time I ordered fried pickles somewhere that came like that, I just looked at the waiter like, what is this? <laughs> this isn't fried pickles. And, but yeah, that's a big foul, dude. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like you. It could be a different pickle. It could be the pickle to breading ratio. I don't know what it is, but that's a big foul for me. And I'm going to go, I'm going to outdo you. 101% foul. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. I can appreciate that. All right, folks, that's all we got. Uh, Like I said earlier, the big news, one of the two things is full-time new co-host of Astros Baseball Podcast. You know, like on the logo that I made, it's, it's it's made to look like the Empire Strikes Back. And the only reason the logo says the and the podcast is because I had to put something on there or it, would, it, or it wouldn't look right. And there's a lot of people that say, yeah, listen to Rob Fontenot's podcast, the Astros baseball podcast. And I told my wife today, that's not the name. It's Astros <laughs> baseball. I guess I'll have to definitely get used to it because I, I, I was like everybody else. I assumed it was the Astros baseball podcast. Oh, my goodness. I guess it is, though. It is the Astros Baseball Podcast. So if you want to call it that, folks, I don't care, as long as you listen. (laughs) And if you are listening, give us a five-star rating on Apple. That helps out a lot. And even if you've done it, this is something I've learned. Even if you've given us one in the past, you can go back and do it again, and it still counts, and it gets us up there high on the U.S. charts where I love to be. So to all of you, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And don't forget to enter the giveaway for the dugout mug. That is Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com and enter the word dad. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.